welcome back to Deliver Me a Podcast, part of the Hallmarkies Podcast Network. I am your host today, Casey, aka Hallmark My Words, and I, of course, have my lovely two co-hosts with me. We have Cammie. Say hello. Hi, everybody. Hooked hearty Cammy slash very loving postable. <laughs> oh, very loving postable. We love loving postables. And we also have... <laughs> Jess. Hello, postables and Hallmarkies. <laughs> All righty. So today we are going to be recapping the episode titled The Future Me. Oh, um, I love this one. <laughs> oh, yes. What were y'all's overall thoughts? I think this is a really, really cute episode. Um, because I just, I love, well, I love Bobby. Like, he is my favorite character, like, from this episode. Like, he is oh, just yeah. so sweet and adorable and so, like, genuine. And I just love him. I think he really made this episode for me. Oh, yeah. He's precious. What about you, Cammie? This is, this is an episode that goes to a place where not a lot of people go. Mm-hmm. You know, the there have been what what was that uh the other sister i think was the name of the movie where it where it went through the whole idea of a of a mentally retarded sister getting married and and it was i didn't see the whole thing but it was cute very sweet very innocent and genuine but you don't see a whole lot, at least I haven't seen a whole lot of TV shows or TV movies go here. And it's, I mean, honestly, I was so surprised that they were able to find somebody so high functioning with Down syndrome who could act. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because fi- you find somebody with Down syndrome who's high functioning that's fabulous i have i had a cousin with down syndrome he's passed away now but he could not speak he he understood almost nothing he was very very low functioning so to have a high functioning uh down syndrome uh person is absolutely fabulous and then you add another level and you put them in front of a camera that's you know that's a whole another territory and um so it's just it's a place where a lot of people won't go and it and it made it so real it made it so real and i'm 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 with jess bobby you could tell you could tell that bobby was a bit of a better actor than uh than ellie you could you could tell that he had more experience and he felt more comfortable in front of the camera because he mm-hmm. was a little looser and a little and a little more real, but uh, yeah he oh gosh he was amazing I love <laughs> yeah love why Bob. don't we jump right into the letter story of the do it episode because that's really the meat and potatoes of this and I mean of course we will get into the pageant later we'll get a little bit into Shane and Oliver and their relationship but since we are gushing about Bobby let's talk about Bobby (laughs) we might as well (laughs) we might as well so um a letter enters the DLO thanks to um our new character 
Kimmy ah. Cooper, <laughs> played by the lovely Andrea Brooks. And we will get into Crossover. her. Crossover! I know. <laughs> we will get into her and her story, but a little bit later when we talk about the pageant. But she brings a letter to the DLO, and they open it and they find it is a letter to a Mrs. Richard. Um, the postables assume that this letter is written by maybe a young girl, maybe about nine or nine, ten. ten. Um, and so, as the postables do, they go on a trek to hunt down the letter and they hunt it down to a high school room high school could classroom could <laughs> i could i just say really quickly the way that shane reads the letter so precious <laughs> so, just her her commentary and the way that she put the emphasis on the right words hey you're married it's like, <laughs> little exclamation point you know <laughs> She try so she reacts and then she justifies her reactions just <laughs> say no <laughs> i loved i loved 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 Kristen booth's performance right there and how she read the letter as if she were a child herself and then she went back into her grown-up voice to yeah <laughs> to justify why she read it that way it just i loved it i loved it <laughs> I loved how she kind of laughed at herself too, and nobody yes! else was really like laughing. They were kind of like, <laughs> okay. And she's like, uh, I, you know, I thought it was funny. But Never okay. mind. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to the high school and they don't know of a Mrs. Richards. However, the teacher, was she the principal? I don't believe really so. Co teacher or I thought, somebody? I thought teacher teacher i thought yeah i thought teacher because she um because uh she said that the teacher who did teach in that room retired oh that but, would make sense those yeah yeah so um, i don't i don't think it said that she was a principal well just wait just we only watched this a few days ago what <laughs> what was it <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was teacher, but I, I thought I mean, she was. I thought she was another teacher. Yeah, I mean, whoever it was, the person there, teacher, principal, likely co-teacher, likely a teacher there. Um, she remembers that there was a Bobby Richards that was a student at one point a few years prior, um, and so she directs them to. So they. Um, okay, so the, she directs them to Bobby Richards, who has a flower shop. Um, they meet this Bobby Richards, <laughs> and this is where our gushing begins about sweet blooms sweet and, and hugs. And he just engulfs Oliver. Here's the hugs, and and Oliver's just Here like are the blooms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so at this point. When I watched it the first time, I was a little confused because I was like, it, who, 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 Bobby Richards, wife, Mrs. Richards, mom, where are we going to go with this storyline? You know, like I was not thinking about him being the part of the storyline. I was thinking maybe oh. it was like a mom or like maybe a sister. I don't know. I, I just didn't know where that storyline was going. So I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> when we were introduced to Ellie. And then that's when I was like, 
okay, this is going to be a good one. Cause like you said, Tammy earlier, you know, a lot of movies and TV shows, we don't go there. We don't talk about, you know, those with special needs and we don't feature them a, a whole lot. Um, mm-hmm. so that really captivated me. Um, and I know Kim, you expanded on that. Jess, did you have any thoughts when, you know, we were introduced to Ellie and Bobby? Um, not as much then. When we first heard the letter, I thought it was a young girl writing to her teacher because it had been That's in the what school I desk. Too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think I, I didn't really know where we were going anymore because we were now in a flower shop and we're meeting this Bobby and we're like, okay, what's, unless maybe he was, like you said, could have been a mom and is it his teacher? His mom was a teacher or something, but yeah, I wasn't really quite sure where we were going because, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clearly they weren't married, so. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So we dive into the, we dive into this history Sorry, can I say one more thing? Sure. <laughs> well, I remember watching it for the first time. And when Bobby comes out, I went, aw. And then when Ellie comes out, I went, aw. <laughs> <laughs> I increased in my level of aw. Because, yeah. um, I didn't know exactly where it was going, but the moment that I, the moment that he said Ellie and I recognized the handwriting. I knew it had something mm-hmm. to do with the two of them. Didn't know exactly what, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I just, I immediately had an instinct that it involved the two of them. And so it just, I, th- yeah, the second that she came out, I just, Oh, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I had had this. I was upping myself and my level of reactions. And I I yeah. love the the shirt she had on. Keep calm. It's just an extra I chromosome. It's yeah, an extra chromosome. That's so cute. So and then Bobby, cute. what's the matter? You got a problem with a guy who works with flowers? It's just. Oh my gosh! Can you get any cuter? I know. I totally giggled when he was like, yeah, I recognize the handwriting. It's terrible. Like, (laughs) not a shock. It was so cute. It was so funny. I just giggled like a schoolgirl because. Well, and the fact that they're looking, no, they're looking, they're trying. And then Mm -hmm. she's, she's right there. Yeah. (laughs) But Ellie, Ellie, that's who we're looking for. I know. I recognize the handwriting. It's impossible to read it. It's this little (laughs) Jack Sparrow <laughs> hand gesture right there. Yes. <laughs> it's impossible to read. <laughs> you so, just, you cannot help but smile. You cannot yeah. help but smile this entire scene. Yeah. It's so sweet. Totally agree. So we find out that Ellie wrote the letter to her future self, hence Mrs. Bobby Richards. So the letter was written about seven years prior. So they are probably, right. Bobby and Ellie are in their early 20s, 23, 24, 25-ish in that general range. Um, if they were 15, 16, 17 during that time period. We just know they were in high school. Um, uh, doing the math, they were probably sophomores in high school, but that doesn't even matter right now. So actually, No, you're Ellie, right because he, yeah, you're right because Bobby graduated- Five years prior, yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then it was and it was seven years ago. So mm-hmm. she was she was a sophomore. Maybe he mm-hmm. was a junior. But. Yeah. Um. 
So the letter actually arrived not just on time, but early. Unlike many other of the letters that we've seen so far. Yeah, that, that never happens. <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> Which is also a funny twist. So Ellie reads the letter and she realizes there's one thing that's wrong. Because if you remember, the letter had said, if you're not married or what was the line, Kim? You're really good at remembering of all the <laughs> lines and stuff. If what I said, if everything I said hasn't happened, then you need to tell other, then you need to tell the other people, then stop. Yeah. If everything, if everything isn't the way I said, then stop and just say, no, this is my life or Something you have to change it now. I can't. I'm not Rita. I'm not Rita. I was about to give you the Rita Haywith award. I mean, I I, I remembered a couple of lines. Do I I get? Do do I get? You get points. Yes, you get points. Because do I get the Renita? Do I get the Renita award? You because I'm not playing Rita. Yeah, you can get the Renita award, but generally speaking, the letter basically tells Ellie that she needs to change her life right now because she is not married to Bobby Richards. She is not Mrs. Richards yet, and we kind of get a feeling that they're not married yet because somebody's parents are a little on edge and a little like, hmm, not yet. We don't know the full story yet, but we kind of get a hint there because when Bobby and Ellie are talking, they kind of give each other a look like, yeah, we're not married. Because yeah. well, <laughs> It's complicated, you know. I think, and, is what they say. Yeah, it's complicated. That's exactly <laughs> what they said, yeah. I remember so, that line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Ellie, de- de- she demands to be brought home. So Shane and Oliver bring her home to her parents. And she demands, she being Ellie, demands that her dad let her marry Bobby. And her dad says no. And she is heartbroken, to say the least, and accuses him of treating her like a baby. And Shane, being Shane, being the empathic pokes one that her nose she is. In. She, yes, she definitely pokes her nose in. And she's about to say something, but Mr. Comforts reminds her that she's not a parent. And thank you, but no thanks. Yes. But Shane can't, she can't let it go. Of course not. She's Shane. She's Shane. She's a feeler. She's empathic. She just can't let it poor Ellie, poor Bobby go. But Mr. Comfort ends up running into, well, not really running into them, but he like runs to them in the DL, well, not the DL, but the post office. Well, he goes and looks for them. He goes goes to look for them because because of Because Bobby and Ellie have gone missing. (laughs) So at this point, they've run away. They run away. Did you guys think that they ran away to be married, or did you guys think that? Oh, yeah. Did you think that? Yeah, they're gonna. Oh, I did too. Yeah. yeah, I think I had thought that, and that they were gonna like maybe stop them before it happened. But yeah, I, I thought it was gonna be way dramatic. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, do a whole know, wedding stop crusher. the wedding <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, stop the wedding, and then a sob. That's a different Hallmark movie. (laughs) Okay, we'll let you get married. But what ended up happening is that um, Bobby and Ellie just went to get a marriage license to prove that they were serious about getting married. (sighs) Which shows just how just shows how feeling 
and how sympathetic they really are because they want what they want and they want people to take them seriously, which, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, anybody who's been in a situation as a child or with somebody who's smarter than they are in any given uh, circumstance, you just, you want to be taken seriously. I, I'm the youngest of six guys and all five of them are brothers. <laughs> I know about what it means to want to be taken seriously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I think that, you know, the fact that they didn't elope the fact the fact that they didn't elope was something that was really impressive that mm-hmm. they that bobby because he's kind of the voice of reason in the relationship i think yeah and bobby didn't want to get married like this right he, they they were very rational about it and like let's do this level rational is a good word yeah know, not, just do something rash and go off and yeah elope like you said like they they're very yeah. like precise and like okay we're gonna yeah they want to get married but they want to do it the right way and so mm-hmm. this the license is good for thirty days which mm-hmm. is yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah they're adorable they <laughs> and I mean like the fact that Bobby wanted to honor her father in particular was just oh like gosh. I I don't know I was just like wow way to go Bobby that's like so. Yeah. I don't know because not not a lot of guys or girls for that matter would do that they wouldn't yeah. if they were in that much love they'd just get married because they're grown adults but the fact that he wanted to honor her her parents was just amazing to me yeah I mean and that just shows you like who he is and I love like around when they're having that conversation he he takes a moment and he says you know that that people um you know he sees them looking at him. They don't understand who he is. They don't understand what he can do. And that really spoke to me too, because, you know, I've worked um, in therapeutic setting with kids with disabilities with horses and people don't understand what these children and adults are capable of that just because they have some sort of challenge or handicap does not mm-hmm. mean that they are capable of doing great things. And so I really love that, you know, he was able to express that and show that only she understands and like that is part of you know what bonds them together is they can understand each other and they don't mm-hmm. underestimate each other's abilities and i thought that was that was really nice to, to hear him say that mm-hmm. too yeah. yeah and bringing up the yoke i thought mm-hmm. was oh my so smart and it just <laughs> oliver <laughs> i know it just oliver such a strikes again picture. he yeah. does he does with his amazing words and such but I don't know. For me, that just painted a great picture of like, I mean, in the spiritual sense, there's the being equally yoked as in, you know, in your beliefs or whatnot, but also, right. And then also, you know, in your, I don't know, what do you you want to call it? Mentally, physically, like just in in regular regular life, life, you know, you always Mm -hmm. want, and that could be friendship. You want somebody to be equally yoked with you who can uplift you and who can bring you up and you know carry you along and you know mm-hmm. your marriage and stuff it's the same way so oh, I just thought it was such a beautiful picture especially with um Bobby and Ellie yeah so yeah, all that gushing and all that being said Mr. Kempert Ellie's father realizes that these two really are equally 
yoked together and they should be married. And he says, really messed up. And Bobby goes, well, welcome to my life. (laughs) (laughs) And how sweet of him, you know, how sweet of him to not say, "Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't hold any like grudge or anything he just like because I think he does kind of understand you know the father wants Mm -hmm. to protect his daughter he wants what's best for Ellie Mm -hmm. and I think Bobby sees that even that the dad is you know not quite willing to admit certain things but Mm -hmm. yeah it's just so nice that he approaches that with kindness and compassion and not like you said Cammy being like oh yeah (laughs) well and it's it's a really hard situation Mm -hmm. because they're grown adults they're totally of age they you know on paper they can get married Mm -hmm. but they do have special needs Mm -hmm. how much of the adult world can they handle are they just going to end up living with one of their parents Mm -hmm. you know are what what is their what is their brain capacity what age what age is their brain capacity you know it's Mm -hmm. all of those things it's a hard situation you don't want to get in the way of true love but you also need to be very careful that you know the these people yes they're grown adults but not mentally Mm -hmm. and so is is it okay to let them strike out on their own and let them be grown up so to speak Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a, I, I totally, I don't necessarily agree 100%, but I can totally see the dad's dilemma Mm -hmm. completely. For sure. For sure. And I mean, and we'll get into this too, as we talk about the surprise at the end. Um, But there's always, and I know Cammie and I have talked about this you know, in other podcast episodes, but there is an element of father-daughter relationship and protection there too. So, I mean, take all of that and then add that level of love and um, it's just all the feels. So, um, speaking yep. <laughs> about the surprise at the end, we see um, Ellie and her mom kind of walking her somewhere and open. they open Ellie's eyes and they're in the barn the the barn barn. that ellie wrote about in her letter and her letter was basically a replica of um her parents wedding parents wedding yeah and then this is the moment okay so this whole episode i'm like giggle fits and just like (laughs) oh and like this is so cute and precious (laughs) um but then (laughs) when the dad they like basically parts the red sea the dad comes forward and he says someone had to bring the stars tonight i was like oh my goodness <laughs> like i just like no. lost my like my cool because it was just so precious and it was just because i have a thing for fathers it. and daughters well and she said in the letter i hope you're dancing under the stars and just oh man so sweet sorry so jess we're gushing i know <laughs> gushy 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 romantic over here it's like, okay it's great <laughs> This is this is the part of being a hopeless romantic. It involves all <laughs> levels. It involves all <laughs> levels of romance. It involves the grand gestures and the small gestures. It involves the passionate love and the innocent love. 
that's why you're hopeless because <laughs> it's all the levels so yes oh. i'm gushing and i'm proud of it hmm. yes. <laughs> i mean for me mine was like the ellie bobby storyline was very precious but it was the father-daughter storyline that just got me like up in my feels because oh, it was just so sweet and so amazing like what kind of what dad is gonna like basically recreate his wedding for you you know it, it's mm -hmm. like that's a lot yeah. of work and especially a short amount of time yeah I mean, <laughs> yeah we don't know how much time we don't know how much time passed but it couldn't have yeah. been more than a few days couldn't yeah. have been more than 30 for sure we know that <laughs> so ellie and bobby get married and they dance and people are throwing you know flower petals and stuff at them and it's just happily ever after gush 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 <laughs> and, and one one thing that i really loved and i told jess this when we were watching it uh i said that i loved the camera angles because at the very beginning, they were so careful to only show her hands, mm -hmm. her hair, yes. her necklace, you know? And so there is not even one moment that you would suspect this kind of storyline at mm -hmm. all. Like, like we said, we thought it was a nine-year-old writing to her teacher, mm -hmm. you know? And then maybe, and the camera angles were her witnessing her witnessing the ceremony happening or watching her get ready you know and i just i loved how you saw those camera angles and you saw just the back of bobby's head not enough to not enough to see anything revealing mm -hmm. and then they show those same angles at the end when the wedding happens and it's it brings it full circle and it's Martha! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> hey guys, it's Cami and Anne. With Mother's Day coming very, very quickly and just fast approaching around the corner, what do you get your mother for Mother's Day? I know that it is always a struggle with me. My mom says, hey, I want this for Mother's Day. That kind of ruins the point. So, and we live with my mother currently. And so it's always really hard to try to get her just the perfect gift. What about you, Anne? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's your mom, it's a big and important day. And so it can be a struggle to kind of find the right thing um, for, for, for a mom. Definitely. Right. So are you looking for the perfect gift for your mom or even another loved one. Well, we've got what you need, Skylight. Nowadays, staying in touch with those we love is so much easier than it used to be. Yes. <laughs> and it's also more important than ever. And the easiest way to do it is with Skylight, a photo frame you can email photos to. How easy is that? Yeah, that's don't awesome. Don't have to have the right software or any of that. Just yeah. email the photos anytime from anywhere. It's a great way to feel close. So, and I live with my mom, like I said, but where are your, where's your mom? I live in Nashville, but my parents are in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, so they're not with me. So it would be really easy for me to just email some photos, you know, to the skylight frame. I sent it to my mom and then she could see, you know, what we have going on and be surprised when it comes on the screen there. Yeah. And 
the other thing is multiple people, because it's an email address, multiple people can send to this. You don't have to invite people to a group, which is always so annoying. Uh -huh. And it sets up effortlessly, listen to this, in under 60 seconds. Oh, wow. And then sending it is effortless. Like we said, everyone in your family can just email photos to mom skylight and they'll pop up in her home in seconds. You can preload it with your favorite photos too. And then you can also have the emails. So now as a special holiday offer, so if you look are looking for just that right gift for mom, you can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash hallmark and enter code hallmark. That's right. $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame, which is not a small amount of money. Just go to skylightframe.com slash hallmark and enter code hallmark. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash hallmark. So give, give, give a mom a gift she'll enjoy and enjoy yourself. So speaking of the wedding, we're going to trek a little bit backwards for this next segment. So Shane and Oliver. <laughs> oh, oh, so the last time we saw these two, Shane basically told Oliver that your wife ain't coming home, honey. But not in so many words. Um, <laughs> she tried. <laughs> and Oliver did um, not appreciate it. <laughs> did not appreciate it. However, Oliver comes strolling into the DLO. We're going back to the beginning of the episode. And he dumps all the letters from Paris into the France box. Kaboom. He is okay. He's fine. Everything so is fine. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the Friends episode where Ross is fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Anyway, yeah. With the squeaky voice. Totally Obviously. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver is quote unquote fine. Um, and he's acting a little weird around everybody. Shane particularly. And Shane and Oliver are sitting in the mailbox grill and he's reading a book and Shane's like, we good, bro? <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, and, we're cool. <laughs> when at the in the DLO, how like, I am fine. And he walks out and like, oh, he's miserable. <laughs> he says that quote about um oh something about loss being changed and change is nature's delight, and I stand before you delighted. <laughs> yeah, yeah I stand before you delighted, and that was by Shakespeare. Like, that was and a Shakespeare. Like, that's Who's going to tell him? They're <laughs> <laughs> just so horrified. Loss is nothing and else but change. And Shane is completely oblivious. Like, no, I, I think he's fine. Did you see his tie? Did you see? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see his tie? And that quote. Oh, he's a mess. <laughs> <In a, laughs> Look good to me. That, that's, that's how Oliver is a mess. <laughs> it's a fairly neat mess. But, uh, so no, we can't call him a hot mess, can we? Yeah, I mean, Don't the hopes of Jess. Hallmark Twitter group might, but you know. Um, uh, anyway. <laughs> 
I can see it now. Uh, the postables version of a hot mess and him holding a Yoo-Hoo or something. <laughs> it's going to be a meme. So in the mailbox, girl, awesome. when he tells Shane that he's fine, she goes to like, like brush some dirt off of him or pick some lint or something. Did y'all uh, notice that? And he's oh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he, awkward move. Thank goodness Rita came in, but it was just, it was an interesting moment there for the two of them. Like, and I, I have a question about, fine? I have a yeah. question about that scene because oh. right before she tried to brush the lint off and she, cause she was asking, you know, are we okay? I, there's a distance. And he was all like, well, I, I'm right here. There's no distance. And I was like, just, is he really that dense that he does not understand what she is asking him? I mean, <laughs> What do you okay. guys think? I'm like, you clearly know she's not asking. Yeah, you're right here, but I don't know. I think he was just playing dumb. He's a, he, I, I don't think he wanted to show his hand. He was just trying to get past the moment kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like, I'm going to pretend that my feelings don't exist for you. I'm going to pretend that none of this has ever happened. Like gonna shove it under the rug and I'm gonna act dumb because I do not want to because here's the thing with Oliver and that kind of personality he's not gonna want to open that can of worms because as soon as you open that can of worms it's gonna it's like there it goes it's like <laughs> th th that's it you know so I feel like for him especially with him still being married with him having these feelings it's just easier to just shove it under the rug or shove it in a can seal mm -hmm. it tight and be like I'm going to pretend I do not know anything you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Though. I don't know. I, because of how, because of how socially inept he is, <laughs> I'm still wondering how the man was married. <laughs> just, how, how on earth did that man get married the first time? Anyway, moving on. Uh, because of how socially inept he is and how he is kind of blocking her out I can definitely see why he would pretend, but part of me thinks, no, he's really being that, he really is that dense it, just because, because he, he's like, I'm right here. Because I mean, that's a, that's a classic man line. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a classic man line. I'm right here. Like, no, you are not right here. So mm -hmm. I, I think, I think that he may have been to some degree that dense. Yeah. So when Oliver was talking about the yoke, do you think that in the back of his mind, he was thinking about him and his wife? Oh, yes. I think so. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's finally getting the picture that he's putting in all the effort to keep the marriage together. And she is not. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I find it interesting too. It really is not part of the episode but like why hasn't holly like made things official like she clearly left and has not made any attempt to get back together why like why hasn't she reached out just to make it official you know what i mean i find that odd like mm -hmm. why leave it hanging in limbo for how many years has it been like two by the time two? by the time she comes back it's two i just i think that's weird to me like why would you just leave it hanging like that for so long Mm -hmm. Okay, are we table? Are we tabling this discussion for when we go do uh, from Paris with love or to Paris with love, or are we answering that right now? Because I do have a thought. Share your thought. Yeah, 
Okay. Okay. So my thought is that number one, because of how religious Oliver is and the idea that divorce is so disdainful to him mm-hmm. and you know what he went through with his parents, because remember what she says, if we say it, we can't take it back. Mm. You know, it, so I think that they, that part of her just wants to avoid that um, because of maybe there's an underlying religious reason or she's trying to think she, she's actually showing some, <laughs> imagine this, she's showing some compassion for Oliver <laughs> and she's trying to be sympathetic towards his sentimentalities. Um, my other thought is she is such an airhead that <laughs> she, she doesn't, she doesn't want to deal with reality. She wants what she wants when she wants it. You know, she didn't even say, I'm leaving you. She Mm -hmm. didn't go back to Colorado for her things. She just flew to Paris, (laughs) you know, so (laughs) with almost nothing. And we don't know if she, Mm -hmm. you know, sent for her things or anything like that. But she strikes me as such a child that she doesn't want to face anything. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to deal with reality on any level I mean, she comes back in to Paris with love. She comes back as if nothing's happened. Right. And hello, <laughs> a lot of things have ha- happened, my dear. Oh, you know, yeah, right. she want, she's acting like she wants to pick up where they left off. And no, we can't do that. So yeah, I think that she is that much of a child and that much of an airhead that she didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, watching it through the first time in the canon, it didn't, I wasn't so invested in that. It was more of a curious thing, like, hmm, but I was so invested in everything else that it kind of slipped my mind. Mm -hmm. Having watched the whole canon, Holly, to me, just seems like she's, she didn't return in those two years because damsel in distress. And we'll get into a lot more of that in To Paris with Love. Um, but, and not distress necessarily, but she wanted attention. She wanted the attention. She wanted to be quote unquote rescued. She wanted him to chase after her. She wanted him to Mm -hmm. beg for her back. She wanted her to, or him to like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. not that she was in any distress at all. I mean, she's living (laughs) it up in Paris with like, obviously nothing, but maybe a three year lease in her nice apartment that we, you know, had discovered last week. Um, but I do think that from my perspective she just tension hog but that's just me we'll get into all that later anyways <laughs> anyways um so at the end of this episode we have a little reconciliation not necessarily with words from shane and oliver but with their feet after her <laughs> about dancing again so can i jess is gonna kill me here but can i can i borrow can i borrow dr carson shepherd's words here since i stuck my foot in my mouth i think i'll let my feet do the talking (laughs) (laughs) that's actually a good quote to use for that (laughs) (laughs) because it's exactly what he did and 
yeah, it's a little reconciliation because like, well, we didn't get to have our showcase dance, but he think we can remember the steps. And, and it's like, as much as he's willing to say at this point. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not going to say I'm sorry. Right. You know, he's not going to admit. Because, yeah, that- he doesn't really think he did anything wrong. He thought he was doing right. the right thing mm-hmm. in his right. very kind of out of the box Oliver way, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, or maybe yeah. way too far in the box, you know, yeah. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> Down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a good, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think that that's, I, I think that that's, he, that's his way of apologizing mm-hmm. and that's his way of showing that everything's okay between the two of them. Yeah. I mean, they better be, he's willing to dance with her, so... And the last time they danced, she got a little hot. Um, <laughs> Just ooh, a little. Bring all the fans. Um, okay. All right. So the last portion, but on the last segment of this beautiful episode, the fun begins with the pageants oh, that boy. Rita is entering. And let's talk about our dear friend, Andrea Brooks, who plays oh my gosh. Kimmy Cooper. Can I just say... Okay, I watched When Falls the Heart first before I watched Sign Seal. Yeah. So I knew Me Andrea too. Brooks as Faith Carter, proper, right. prim, cute, sweet, but when I, sweet <laughs> incredibly kind, and a hard worker. When I saw Andrea Brooks pop up on the screen, I was like, oh, there's our girl Andrea. What's up, girl? And then she was all Valley <laughs> Girl. <laughs> like, I'm Kimmy Cooper. Hi. <laughs> I, I never, I never thought in a million years that I could see her play a witch. I never, in a million year, years, would have thought that I would see her play a catty witch. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> now, uh, segue real quick. But apparently, she's her character in Supergirl is pretty. Yeah. Yeah. So So. see, I saw, I saw her first episode in Supergirl, maybe the first two when she was more like Faith Carter. She was the fretting secretary Mm -hmm. running around, trying to do her job, trying to do well and all of that. But then I stopped watching and I completely missed her transition into villain. And so Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that side and you know and this was i was watching i watched when calls the heart first as well and mm-hmm. i was and i watched this episode of sign seal delivered before i think before she had even joined supergirl mm-hmm. and so yeah never in a million years would i have dreamed that i would see andrea brooks play such a catty witch <laughs> <laughs> so Kimmy Cooper um, goes to the DLO to scope out Rita, her competition. And she is going to win by whatever means it takes. And dear, sweet, sweet Rita. Sweet Rita thinks she's going to be her friend, but big sister Shane steps in and she's like, she is not going to be your friend, number one. Number two, you are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> It just, really shows just how naive Rita is and yeah. in the sweetest way possible. Yeah. More like innocence. Yeah. 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 Na- naive, naive and sweet. Just, I mean, when I, I probably, if, if it had been me 
and Kimmy came in and introduced herself, I would have been okay. Nice to meet you. And, and then, but then when Shane told me that she was a branch hopper, I mean, what did Rita say? Oh, she sounds very ambitious. You know, you're just like, <laughs> Rita, honey, wake up. <laughs> but, but, you know, but that's, you know, that's when it would have been a big jump for me. Mm-hmm. Like, what the, okay, fine. You know, yeah. it, it's do or die now. But she did it. She just said, oh, she's very ambitious. You know, <laughs> oh, Rita. Sweet, Rita. sweet Rita. But I, I related to Shane. Like that would, I would be Shane. I would be the one that would be like, I probably would too. No, first of all, okay. First of all, you are going to win. <laughs> I'm going to make you win. <laughs> um, so Shane helps Rita quote unquote win. Uh, and she has her made over. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So Rita gets her, uh, we don't see it all in the background, but Shane goes into the DLO without Rita and she introduces the Miss Special Delivery. And Rita walks in with her hair all dyed, her makeup all dyed, no glasses, in a very, very just like sexy outfit. Slinky. (laughs) It's totally modest, but it's very form-fitting. You never dreamed you would see Rita in something like that. But I mean, okay, segue, that was a really cute outfit. I really liked that outfit. It was so cute. And, you know, and I think, I think Rita's dresses are so cute in general. So Mm -hmm. when when Kimmy says that she looks like a refugee from Les Miserables, I'm like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> She's not in rags. Honey. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Andrea speaks French in real life. So her, her, fre- her perfect French accent came out in that one little moment of <laughs> yes. Les Miserables. <laughs> so the boys are just very shocked. I love how they just like scooch forward, like, "Hey, Rita," and and Norman. There's like a fan, like blowing a little, a little wisp of his hair. <laughs> oh, hair. He's so curious. I mean, he looks almost terrified. Like, who is who is that? That's not Rita. Oh, and, then, and then, yeah, she tells like she it's, it's me, and she puts her glasses on, and he's like, "Oh." I- Oh, it is you. I mean, that's something that a five-year-old would do. Yeah, you know, so innocent and sweet. So like, sweet. I love it. And then later on, and Rita dressed up in this her her new outfit, new Rita with glasses. Um, she and Norman are going. They go to the um, city mm-hmm. hall to get a fake marriage license to see if Bobby and Ellie were there and the uh, clerk played by Casey Anderson uh, is all like wait you guys are getting married well yeah lucky look at her up look at her up and down totally checking her out (laughs) but my favorite part in that scene is when they started they were um they're like oh Bobby and Ellie clerk's like oh yeah they're you know here he looks like uh double wedding and he's like double trouble 
and the, and the laughing. My favorite. My my favorite is the look on Rita's face. Just. so funny well kimmy kimmy hooper is not the only competition (sighs) we have another guest star on here the fabulous mary lou henner who you may recognize from aurora tea garden this is rose mom if you are a Hallmarky mystery sleuther person, there's like the connection there and everything. But Mary Lou Henner, it, her daughter, Vivinay, which can we just say Vivinay? Like that is such a bougie name, first of all. And I'm sorry, if you're a Vivinay, I'm sure you're a lovely person. But it's just such a, like, I don't know, it's very hoity. Um, her baby is also entering the contest, the pageant, and she will not lose on any account. Yes, do you love that she put that Casey put in that southern twang with her baby? Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was—I don't know where the, where they're from, but she totally was being a southern mama. You know? <laughs> My oh, yeah. baby. Yeah, southern she was about to put the dance moms on there. I, yeah, I was about to say southern slash stage mom all smushed together in one. And oh, and let's you know, let's throw in an Italian mama. If you've seen the movie <laughs> Return to Me, he's like an Italian mama. So, <laughs> so we'll put all of, we'll put all of those together, and she was that mama. Oh <laughs> yes, yeah, she was something else. So. <laughs> We get to the pageant and Vivine's mama is just, she, she walks up to Rita and she's like, my daughter will win and we will squish you like a bug. <laughs> she's and, not even subtle about it. I mean, I oh, thought no. that she would say something, I thought she would say something a bit more passive aggressive, you know, something a bit more mm-hmm. subtle, but no, she says, I'm going to squash you like a bug. That's, pretty clear (laughs) and dear sweet norman sees this interaction between glennis and rita (laughs) he walks up to rita and of course because norman doesn't say things outright same with oliver they never say things outright like he's he just says so um i was taking lip reading classes interesting Norman (laughs) and she's like I gotta go but he tells her about the tree lobster and tells her in so many words that tree lobsters are unsquashable like you and that is just the oomph that Rita needs to get the courage and to regain composure to get back up on the stage um and so we see Rita Kimmy and Vivinay um, <laughs> competing. And I, I just have to say, this is kind of a nerd thing that I noticed, but when they were sorting the letters and putting it in all the baskets, I loved that Rita took her stack and organized it first instead yeah. of like running like a chicken with her head cut off, trying to like yeah. find all the baskets and whatnot. 
And I thought that was incredibly smart. I mean, of course, Rita, our girl, is like the smartest person known to man. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was one thing that I noticed. And then her speech at the end. What did y'all think about her speech? I loved it. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because it's a little appropriate for the times. Because the question was, oh, shoot. Um, It was something about the postal system. Come on, Jess. Come on, I don't know the exact words, but it was about the postal system being threatened and we're hearing, you know, there's like a whole thing going on around about saving the post office. And, um, and I just love that she, she can, she incorporates Norman's thing about the bug and okay, so I'm not a romantic, but I am a nerdy scientist. So I was like, when Norman was talking about the bug, I'm, that's my moment. I'm like, that to me. That's like, when her heart started. <laughs> that gets me. Okay, so like, and she's like, you know, bugs can surprise you, and <laughs> and um, you know, she says the line about you stop thinking about you know all the things you can't do and start dreaming about the things that you can do, and I just love it. It's it's so pure and so Rita, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful speech. I really loved it. Yeah, I um, agree. I uh, I think that the fact that Norman offered that quiet support, you know, he gave he gave her the speech beforehand and he told her about it, but then you know he sees Glennis kind of doing the squashy the, motion, the squat, the squashing motion, and all he does is clear his throat and hold up the pinchers mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it just reminding just reminding her that he's there reminding her that he's in her corner and you can see the fear kind of drain away from her face and she straightens her shoulders and yeah it mm-hmm. it it's and then and she she knows that that's when she knows she can do it and yeah. like just like just said you know everything's moving to digital everything is going towards not needing the post office in a lot of ways and i and i thought that her speech was the perfect way to give hope to her fellow employees mm-hmm. <laughs> is what the question was so. and uh slight aside postables if you're curious don't look up what a South Pacific tree lobster looks like. Just picture it as a really cute lobster because it is a really creepy looking bug. It's ugly. It's creepy. <laughs> it's so just, just imagine it as that little cute lobster with the Norman pinchers and that image because the real thing's pretty creepy. Yeah, you're better off. <laughs> yeah. And there you have it. That's our recap of the future me. And of course, we are going to have a little pop quiz. Now, you basically stole all my questions. So, um, <laughs> that's okay. Okay. So, my first question was, who did Oliver quote? Marcus Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> okay. What tie knot does Oliver wear on Wednesday? Windsor. Windsor. Full Windsor. Full Windsor. Oh, okay. But what did he wear that day? A four and one. Four in hand. <laughs> oh, four in hand. Oh, half of it right. Half, <laughs> I get a half point. Half point. What is Ellie's favorite color? Purple. Yes. 
<laughs> and remember the letter was written <laughs> also in purple. Um, what is the name of the flower shop? The what? Blooms and the Hugs. Blooms and Hugs. <laughs> yeah. We said it at the exact same time, girl. Uh, I was glad well, you. We'll, we'll no, give it to y'all both. Judge rules. Thank you. Okay. We're, we're not competitive uh, at all. Not no. at all. <laughs> all right. Final question. And if you get this right, you will win. Um, what is when Ellie's what? parents? When what? When what? <laughs> You'll win bragging rights on surface. Um, what is Ellie's parents' names? What are, what are Ellie's parents' names? Paul and Paul uh, and uh, 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 um, man, I know the room number of the, of the <laughs> high school, but I don't know. I know the guy, his, it's Paul. And... It's not Paul. It's not Paul. I thought it was Paul. Paul. Uh, are you sure? I, yeah. I just know, I just know Mr. Kempert. Um, she says when, when, um, they reunite with Ellie and Bobby, they right they were they just went to the mom yeah the wife says first name they were doing it yeah y'all don't know yeah i guess i don't know i thought i I thought i I thought it was paul i got sworn okay it's leslie (laughs) and mark Mark. wow never would have got that that. wasn't even close (laughs) (laughs) nope all right i I don't get that but i memorized the scientific name of that bug All right, all right. What's the I, I want to know? Is that okay, Casey? Yeah, it's um, it's like dryocul, dryocul. I don't I know thought, how to pronounce I it as you well. Said you memorized it. I could spell <laughs> it, but I can't. Mem- I don't know how to pronounce it all the way. But it's like dryoculus australis. Hmm, fascinating. All right. And Rocky Mountain High School, yes. room one four five five. Yes. <laughs> the wrong things you just you just asked the wrong questions Casey. (laughs) i did have those in the running but i didn't write them down all righty well next week we will reunite and discuss the episode called something good so we're very excited and we hope that you guys have a wonderful week thank you so much for listening and if you're not already following us you can follow the podcast at deliver me a pod on twitter you can follow hallmarkies podcast all over socials hallmarkies podcast on instagram hallmarkies pod on twitter you can follow me at hallmark my words and just where can people find you you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JessBSWBlog, or you can check out my website, BeneathStillWaters.com. And Cammie, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at CammieDramaGirl, on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page, and my blog is HookedHardy.com. All righty. Have a great week, Postables. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.